y'all it's your boy the one and only switch back at it again bringing you yet another episode 32 to be exact switches sites um we getting so close to that turkey we are getting so close to that damn turkey it's just imminent now it's only a matter of time uh today's date is November 21st, 2019. Um, pretty uh, interesting week, to say the least. Had a lot of great announcements. Uh, so let's not dilly-dally and um, get into it. Let me um, show myself clipping. Um, my game might be too high. Try that. It should be good. Okay, so first news. Guys, we did it. We did it. Half-Life 3 confirmed. Um <laughs> technically not Half-Life 3, but whatever. Um so basically uh it was announced this week. I'm not sure if it was some Steam event or some surprise Steam event. But um they did announce for Steam VR uh, specifically um, Half-Life Alex, which basically um, takes place. Uh, at least uh, they showed a release, the trailer for it as well, which I <clears throat> saw, which was uh, basically basically takes place in the story of uh, Alex Vance. You know, one of the supporting characters from Half-Life 2. She is this this game will take place between events of Half-Life one and two. And I guess apparently explain what she was doing during that time while Gordon Freeman was, you know, hitting uh, head crabs with crowbars and whatnot. So um, that's pretty interesting. I'm, I'm definitely uh, interested in that um, kind of surreal. After this, all this time, we finally get a Half-Life game from Steam or I mean a Valve actually. Um, and it, it looks like the implementation of VR is pretty solid from at least what they conveyed in the trailer. Uh, you know, you have your typical uh, reload your weapon uh, manually with, you know, actually physically doing it. And, um, you know, it d- definitely see some hints of that just um, valve feel of everything. You know, just that their unique touch and angle on things with, you know, everything just being so more or less calculated thought out and just you know well implemented i guess that's pretty the best way to describe it so um it is going to be supported which one thing i'm very surprised is that it's going to be supported by a wealthy range of vr um devices so that's including the the vive uh, oculus rift i think microsoft has a vr uh unit as well as uh, Valve's own um, Steam, I mean, Valve's own VR uh, headset uh, called the Valve, uh, the Steam Index. Valve Valve or Steam Index? Let me double check that. Yeah, I believe it's the Steam Index. Um, Yeah, a lot of them are pretty pricey. Uh, in terms of trying to jump into VR, especially if you don't have a PC, because that's definitely what you'll need. Um, but outside of that, not too bad of a barrier entry. I think the cheapest, uh, I was at least researching myself earlier today, 
I believe the cheapest you can go is um, roughly around a 300 range with the Oculus Rift S, I believe. So that's probably your best choice if you're, you know, a PC user that has a pretty decent rig and uh, I'm are interested in playing this. But yeah, I'm definitely interested. Um, I like the, uh, the at least the proposed uh, setting and plot. Um, kind of cool. It, it at least doesn't um you know step on i guess technically the legacy of half-life while also being a supplemental story uh kind of somewhat being contained in itself um so i think it's a good choice um if 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 it was any game that was really gonna you know bring us um you know bring a killer app game for vr that you know is a must play I definitely would be this. I'm obviously aware that there are a couple other killer apps uh, worth playing on for VR in general, but at least this is one of the most notable that stands out for sure. That's a, you know, renowned IP that people are definitely familiar with. So pretty awesome. Um, I wonder if we'll, if we'll see a uh, Gordon Freeman, we probably will. He just won't say nothing. I'm, I'm guessing sticking to his character. Just, Hey Gordon, how you doing? Just blank faced. Okay. All right then. All right. I guess you're doing well. All right. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of surreal, man. They are actually continuing half life. Now, uh, it's kind of leaves the door open. Like what? Maybe they'll do left for dead. Even though the team that did originally make Left 4 Dead, they moved on to, I believe they messed, they, they made Evolve, which, you know, wasn't the biggest success. And then they moved, uh, are making Back for Blood, which is basically a uh, spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead. So if anything, we'll still get that fixed at some point. But uh, nonetheless, that's pretty cool. Pretty awesome. Um... And I think I forgot. Um, yeah, I totally skipped over the um. Actually, no. Yeah, we'll cover uh this. So yeah, um, they did. Uh, it's been a it's a big rumor. It just came out actually today. Uh, basically that. There is, uh, well, at least the heavily rumored Resident Evil 3 remake um, actually is getting a little bit more traction and credence now uh, to the rumor. Uh, basically, Spawn Wave, who's, um, you know, the uh, somewhat of a, I believe it's the YouTube channel, Spawn Wave. Let me try to fact check that real quick. I think it's if. Yeah, Spawn Wave. Okay. Yeah. So, um,. Yeah, he uh, basically reconfirmed uh, that Resident Evil 3 remake is in development and um, set to release in 2020. Um, this is apparently the guy that did um, release uh, or leak the rumor that um, uh, the Dark Souls creator Hideki. Hideki, let me let me let me fact check. Dark Souls creator. Miyazaki, Hideki Miyazaki. Yeah, Hidetaka, Hidetaka Miyazaki, uh, who's the, you know, renowned creator of the Dark Souls series. And um, 
the rumor that he was working with J J R R Martin or George R R Martin for um somewhat of a well a game called well now that we know is called Elden Ring, which basically is somewhat a little bit of Dark Souls. Uh, at least people are assuming with you know mixed with a more fantasy or escort obviously a George R R Martin taste spin to it if you will so uh gonna be pretty interesting at least though on that that respect but i mean a lot of us were suspecting this i know there's a lot of weird suspicions and rumors to this but um i mean at this point i think it will only make sense um i mean especially riding on the coattails of the immense success of resident evil 2 remake uh, it will be, I think it's a smart move to kind of keep riding that hype train for Resident Evil. Um, and yeah, just go ahead and release this, this, uh, third title. I don't see why not, um, makes sense, uh, in terms of that. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's definitely real in my opinion. I, I don't see why it wouldn't. Maybe people were probably suspecting like, oh, maybe it's, it needs the, going to be too long to um needs more space between resident evil 2 or something like that possibly but i think it's fine just releasing a year after especially now that we're on the cusp of the end of uh this generation of consoles um because obviously uh the dawn of the new consoles will be starting next year so curious if this is going to maybe be a hybrid um cross-gen release title or they're just going to try to churn this out before the the release of the next consoles which at least for the ps5 so far will be confirmed to be backwards compatible anyway so that does kind of release some of that pressure uh in theory um but i guess we'll we'll see kind of how that plays out in general but um yeah i'm definitely hyped though uh definitely I will, I welcome a Resident Evil 3 remake gladly. Um, getting <laughs> this Resident Evil 2 just, just with a, with a nemesis just chasing you throughout the whole damn game, which, yeah, that don't sound like fun. I'm pretty sure they're going to make it structure in the same way they did. They, they did in the original where he'll probably come at, you know, particular segments, maybe to an, a greater extent, similar to, uh, Mr. X. Um, but maybe it might be some weird, unique dynamic aspect of it where he probably has more rain than Mr. X had in a Resident Evil 2 remake. Uh, but overall, um, it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm guessing for sure it's probably going to be some, at least some teaser um, at the Game Awards to some extent. That's at least what I would think. But good news to hear, though. <clears throat> As a big Resident Evil fan, I am hyped for it. Uh, in line with uh, this game possibly being uh, announced at the Game Awards, uh, they did release the Game Awards nominees uh, this past Tuesday. So uh, let's kind of go over them because, boy, some of these I uh, not too many. Some of these I highly disagree with. Um, but yeah, so let's check it out let's uh go for some stats though for the most nominated games uh death stranding um 
I guess the <laughs> big surprise to no one. I know a lot of people are probably suspecting like, oh my God, yeah, oh well, because Jeff Keighley did make a cameo in the game. Obviously, he's going to have a favoritism or uh, some favoritism towards the game being nominated. But um, to, to, to his credit, um, the game awards isn't decided by him or at least it's pretty, it's assumed that he doesn't uh, have any uh, say in terms of voting or who is getting put in the nomination list, um, at least according to his site. And, you know, uh, from what I researched, it looks like he has a pretty well-rounded uh, range of folks in terms of uh, within the game game industry uh, from media and from uh, some development standpoints as well. Um, but from overall, I was very impressed in terms of just the, the whole range of uh, nominees. I mean, um, jury uh, that, you know, helping decide in the vote for these games in terms of who is the winner. Like it goes from Brazil, UK, Japan, um, just literally around the whole world, which I was very surprised by. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't even know the uh, jury uh, ranged that far in terms of just that, uh, you know, being around the world, basically. Um, I literally thought it was just the U.S. and probably, you know, just mainly the main outlets, uh, media uh, in the U.S., like, you know, Kotaku, Polygon, Game Informer, Easy Allies and stuff like that. So pretty cool uh, to see it be a much bigger range than that. Um, So at least kind of hitting up some statistics, (laughs) if I could if I could speak today Um, or the most nominated games uh yeah i did touch on that a little bit earlier but yeah death strand <laughs> um and then uh control um i'm very surprised by control it was a pretty good game i had a great time with it too um uh, the same for death strand and uh, i think they both uh do deserve to be in these um you know being the most nominated they did do a lot of cool uh daring different different things that i think uh a lot of us did respect uh, in terms of from a game design standpoint, it's probably the biggest uh, category game of the year. Uh, we do have Control, Death Stranding, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Resident Evil 2, uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, and The Outer Worlds. So um, out of those, my personal pick probably would be um, at least with the omission of not playing outer worlds yet i played pretty much all of them i'm actually surprised i didn't play most most of these um probably be resident evil 2 i think that's the one that i definitely played over and over again and thoroughly enjoyed um especially kind <clears> of <throat> uh, being able to reminisce and you know experiencing the the story in a whole new way and a different twist and spin on some of the, your expectations i think it uh yeah definitely balanced a great line of bringing in the old with the new and um, kind of making it its own thing or basically making it um, a new game for this generation, which I think it did well, did a, did a great job of balancing, uh, making a new game while at the same time, um, you know, not changing too much to, you know, take away from the identity of what made that game great uh, back in the day. So 
that ultimately would be my pick for game of the year. Um, but yeah, I think I'll, uh, I won't, I'm not necessarily spoil it, but I do plan to probably do some, uh, game of the year, maybe countdown to some extent, maybe that kind of gave it away, but there are a couple games I'm still, uh, trying to get through, um, to <clears throat> come to a conclusive decision, um, including, uh, yeah, like I said, outer worlds, uh, um, star Wars, Jedi fallen order, um, Shenmue three, uh, maybe Pokemon might be, that might be in my, my lower priority list, but still, um, so yeah, uh, best game direction. Um, we got control, death stranding, Resident Evil two, secure shadows die twice, outer wilds. That was another one too. I need to play outer wilds. That's, that's kind of on my list as well. Um, I, I, I forgot what the, what the, I guess, scale to dictate this is and kind of like what, <laughs> what's the difference between this and uh game of the year. Cause they essentially kind of feel like the same thing. I guess it's in terms of just the general resulting product and how everything cohesively came together to some extent. That's at least my assumption, but hard to say if, if based off that, assumption of what this award is or award category is I would probably best game direction it would probably be uh, I'm leaning towards I'd probably give it to control um in terms of just how they laid that game out I think it's worthy of that uh, I kind of still want to do Resident Evil 2 again, though, in terms of just the creativity and, yeah, just direction of how they made the game. I think it is credible and exceptional in terms of how that game was made. Uh, I don't know. I think I'd have to go Resident Evil 2, 2 again. If I had a better understanding of what this category is, which I think they probably do tell you when you uh, vote, um, that's at least what I would probably ultimately get a uh, go for again. Uh, best narrative, uh, a plague tale, innocence, control, death stranding, disco Elysium, and the other worlds. So only going solely off the games I played, I probably we uh would give it to <laughs> probably probably would give it to death stranding. I did thoroughly enjoy the story. It did keep me going uh to beat the ultimately obviously be well, well not obviously ultimately beat the game. Um. And I, yeah, it, it's definitely neck and neck for me between Death Train and the Control. I did like Control Story, but I don't know if I had to choose between the two. I'd probably, yeah, go with Death Stranding more. Just you know, with the zuni, the zaniness of uh, Death Strand and, and you know Hideo Kojima's touch on it. That's probably what I ultimately would go with, um, at least so far. Um, still have some time for me to kind of knock out some of these other games, but that's at least initially what I go with. Um, best art direction. Um, mm, well, there's control, death stranding, Gur Gris, uh, Sayonara, wild hearts, uh, Sekiro shadows. I twice legend of Zelda links awakening. 
kind of surprised Resident Evil wasn't in this one. I think it, you know, obviously with the stellar uh, RE engine, um, I think it's worthy uh, for a nomination. But um, probably I'd give it to Death Stranding here. Um, just the graphics of that game were stellar. Just the whole design of the world and where you're exploring were just, you know, surreal, um, I'd say. And just the most notable out of the all of these games I played. So that's probably what I would give it to there. Uh, best score music. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule, Death Stranding, Devil May Cry 5, Kingdom Hearts 3, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Uh, I'd probably have to give it to Devil May Cry 5 here. I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, music score and soundtrack of the game out of all of these that I did play. Death Stranding was up there, but I don't think not enough to overrule, you know, pull my Deborah trigger. Ooh, ooh. I don't know. how. To, clearly, I don't know how the song goes, but yeah, that's probably at least what I would pick there. Best audio design. We got Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Control, Death Stranding, Gears 5, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. This is a little tough. Um, this, 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 it's a lot of worthy ones here. Um, it's probably Call of Duty Modern Warfare is going to be up there. And probably I'd have to go Resident Evil 2 as well. Um, just the excellent audio direction, uh, at least for specifically for Resident Evil 2 when you got freaking freaking tyrant you can hear him walking up or below you which is great um especially you know if you have a Adobe Atmos going on with the you know a higher level of um higher audio channel level um that's a pretty great experience and just the overall sound design in general is pretty excellent and then Modern Warfare which is just has great sounds uh, with all the guns all the guns feel and sound good um, I know they went into detail in, in uh, some of the interviews about like how much detail they actually went into some of the audio and how much work they put into it. And it does show, uh, at least from uh, the, the playing the campaign and the multiplayer as well. Um, control was pretty good. It didn't stand out. It wasn't anything significant to me. And based off that, I, I that's why I wouldn't put it there or at least put it on my top top list and gears five is actually pretty excellent too but nothing that just generally stood out uh secure was pretty good also but again nothing that necessarily stood out for me so i'd say hmm, it is definitely between modern warfare and resident Evil 2 i ultimately would probably go i'd probably give it to call of duty because uh yeah i think it in general from an overall audio design standpoint i think it did the best job about everything then best performance um we got ashley birch as Pravati holcomb the outer worlds courtney hope as jesse fadden in control laura bailey as kate diaz gears five mads mickelson as cliff deftranning matthew poretta as dr casper darling control and norman reedus as sam porter bridges deftranning um I think there were some more worthy folks uh, for this category, uh, not to take away or detract from the people that are nominated here, uh, but for some of the games I did play, um, I definitely think Matt Mickelson out of this is probably my choice. 
But one that I think uh, deserves it maybe slightly more than him was Tommy Earl Jenkins from Death Stranding as well. I think he did a stellar performance and he was he probably had the most voice voice work in the game, I'd say, in terms of, you know, he's basically your main point of contact uh, throughout most of the game as well. So um, mm, that, that probably would be that would probably be it for me. Um, ultimately I have to give it the Mads I probably give it the Mads at the end of the day um, he did have a pretty pretty great performance in, in, in the game too so ultimately that's who I give it to Uh, best action game I mm, got Apex Legends Astro Chain I didn't even know Astro Chain got nominated Um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Devil May Cry 5 Gears 5, Metro Exodus. Uh, it's kind of tough. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. Um, damn. It's be probably between uh, Devil May Cry 5. Uh, that's tough. Devil May Cry 5 and Call of Duty. That's probably yeah. I'd have to get. I have to give it Devil May Cry Five, best action game. That's probably the game I thoroughly had the best experience out of the whole category. Didn't have much time to play uh, Astro Chain as I wanted to. Uh, maybe it would have been knocked up there, but I'm I'm surprised Astro Chain got nominated. I didn't catch that. Um, good on Astro Chain though. Yeah, I'd have to give it to Devil May Cry 5. I think it deserves it the most. Just the whole overall art direction, just the gameplay is deep. Yeah, definitely Devil May Cry 5. Yeah, hands down. I, I had to think about it some more. Best action adventure game, uh, Borderlands 3, Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Uh Mm, didn't play Borderlands uh, or Legend of Zelda so out of this I'd have to give it to yeah I'd have to give it to Resident Evil 2 uh, Sekiro was pretty good don't get me wrong but yeah something about Resident Evil 2 just really resonated with me more as an action adventure game and I've played it multiple times so based off that I, yeah I definitely have to give it to um, Resident Evil 2 uh, best RPG, uh, Disco Elysium, uh, Final Fantasy, Final <laughs> Final Fantasy, uh, fourteen, Kingdom Hearts three, Monster Hunter World, Iceborne, The Outer Worlds. I'd have to definitely give it to Monster Hunter World, Iceborne. Definitely, probably only game out of this list I did play, uh, but um, hands down for sure, had a thoroughly great experience with it. I've still got more to go with it, but. Uh, from what I played, uh, definitely hands down. I technically beat this the game um, outside of the end game stuff, but uh, yeah, definitely hands down. I think it. I think it's gonna win. I for sure think that's that's gonna take it. Ooh, it might be. I hear a lot of good good praise about the recent um, expansion for Final Fantasy fourteen as well and Disco Elysium. So actually, it could be a, it, it could be up in the air. I know a lot of people. A lot of people are liking Disco Elysium as well. So mm, it's it's up there. But ultimately, yeah, personally, I give it to Monster Hunter World there. Uh, best fighting game. 
Now this one I'm gonna I have a little bit of an issue with. Um, you'll know why in a bit. So we have Dead or Alive Six, legitimate. Uh, Jump Force. This is probably okay. So this is this is the uh one of these. <laughs> one of these is not like the other. <laughs> it's definitely this one because like who. I can't recall anybody that thoroughly enjoys Jump Force outside of when it came out and, you know, having the staying power, which I think is a pretty good uh, judgment point for the nominees for this category. I'm not sure if there was some dirty money loitered around or um, I don't know. And this seemed a little rigged to me because this 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 stands out like a sore ass thumb. I'm just saying nobody. Who is vetting for this game? Who is vetting for Jump Force? I want to know because um, from what I heard in terms of just overall just presentation and design of the game, it uh it does not deserve to be here. There's a more worthy, more worthwhile games that deserve this spot that uh this game unrightfully took for a better deserving fight game, I'd say. Um, I'm trying to think what deserves to come out or it deserves to be in the spot instead, which Soul Calibur six, I think Soul Calibur six came out this year. Definitely that alone. I think Soul Calibur six deserves to be here instead for sure. Um, Mortal Kombat 11, uh, Samurai Showdown and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate probably out of these. I definitely would go with Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, Obviously, considering this game missed the deadline to uh, be considered for the award last year uh, since it came out like the day right after the awards. Um, but yeah, I definitely would give it to Smash Bros. Ultimate. Just the um, amount of care and attention put in that game. Probably the biggest roster of a game in a long time. Um, what is coming on? Coming close to 80, I believe. Uh when we get more and more DLC characters with, I guess each new one and all the DLC characters have been pretty great overall. Yeah. I have to give it to smash ultimate. That's the one I played the most and had the most fun with out of the mentioned titles. So best family game, uh, AKA best or mine's well be best Nintendo game. Uh, Luigi's mansion three, uh, ring fit adventure, uh, Super Mario Maker 2, uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and Yoshi's Crafted World. I am very surprised by Ring Fit Adventure. Uh, I've been hearing lots of positivity about this game. I thought it was just going to be like some knockoff, throw-off, throw-away um, uh, fit game like, you know, Wii Fit and all the other previous, you know, uh, fitness games before it. But apparently, it this game is the bee's knees. Um is that it could that be interpreted as a as a joke or as a pun i mean that's what I, I i just acknowledged it in my head maybe it wasn't but you 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 know what i was saying hopefully i don't know but um yeah this is a i'm definitely wanting to try this out if i ever get the opportunity to or i see the opportunity i'm probably i probably would uh pick this up and check it out but pretty much out of all these i've not played oh i did play with super mario maker didn't play too much of it though um other games came out and i forgot about it so for me personally yeah i'd probably give it to smash Bros. ultimate there but uh yeah this is straight up <laughs> best nintendo game mine's well because clearly all all nintendo ip um 
a strategy game. We got Age of Wonders, Planetfall, Anno 1800, Fire Emblem, The Three Houses, uh, Total War, Three Kingdoms, Tropical Six, and Wargroove. Um, out of these, I probably just based off of past experience, I give it. I have to give it a Fire Emblem. I haven't played it yet, but I do want to play it. Um, yeah, uh, Wargroove is probably my the second one because it's the same people that I believe made uh, Advance Wars. Um, that would probably be my second pick, but yeah, ultimately I have to give it to Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, best sports racing game. Mm, actually, let's go back. Yeah, who I think will win. I'm probably certain it's pretty certain it's going to be Fire Emblem. I think so. Um, may got some, uh, maybe Wargroove or maybe the, the underdog that might win it. Uh, hard to say. Best sports racing game. We got Crash Team Racing, Dirt Rally, uh, point oh, 2.0, point oh, uh, E Football Pro Evolution Soccer 2020, uh, F1 2019, and FIFA 20. Probably out of these, it probably. Uh, I'm just going off of the game I would want to play out of all of these, and, and that would be Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. Um, that's my only only judgment call there because none of these games I would otherwise play. Kind of disappointed. Um, the uh, the one racing game was it called? Not Danger Zone. That's a part of it. Dangerous Driving. I think it's Dangerous Driving, which is basically. Uh, the same people that may burn out or the spiritual successor to burn out. Um, I, I think that should have deserved to be up there in this list. Cause, uh, it was pretty fun. I, I never played it technically, but, uh, from what I saw, it was pretty fun. So I guess I clearly don't have any judgmental, uh, standpoint here. Uh, best multiplayer game, uh, apex legends, borderlands three, uh, call of duty, modern warfare, Tetris 99, and Tom Clancy's The Division 2. Uh, it's going to be between Apex and Call of Duty Modern Warfare for me. Um, uh, I had a good time with Apex, but I think it's just my gripe with Battle Royale games that I just never seem to stick with. So based off that, that principle alone... Um, I'd have to personally go with Modern Warfare, but I'm pretty sure Apex is going to uh, win it ultimately at the end of the day. Um, I think people have been ranting and raving about the game. The game is free, so I, therefore way more accessible to a lot more people uh, than it would otherwise. Um, yeah, I think ultimately Apex Legends is going to win it for sure. Uh, but personally, my personal pick would be Call of Duty. I had a gr- had a great time so far. I still have some some. Uh, to get to the max prestige or I'm not, I'm not even hundred percent sure how that actually plays out. So I haven't maxed it out yet, but I'm somewhat, I think close, I believe it's 55. I'm not sure if it's what I've seen. There might be some meta game where it, uh, since there isn't a prestige system anymore that you can go higher than that or something like that. But I believe it's 55, but I still have yet to get there. Um, just with all these great stellar, excellent, magnificent games coming out. It's been, uh, it's been tough. Yeah, this these are those are the only two I technically have played out of these, but those would be my picks in general. Um Fresh Indie Game Studio. Uh Za Z A slash U M or I don't know if it's Za slash M for Disco Elysium, uh Nomada Studios for Gris, uh Dead Toast Entertainment for my friend Pedro, 
uh moby why did i do that <laughs> moby is digital for outer wilds uh mega crit for slate aspire and house house for untitled goose game so actually none of these i've technically played but from going based off of a window shopper standpoint i probably personally would give it to my friend Pedro since that seems like, which I technically have, but I've yet to pay, um, which probably be my pick just based off on what I've seen. It'd be the most up my alley. Uh, but again, what I've seen, I've not necessarily played. So um, I might try to fit an outer wilds in because I've heard so damn much about this game, but uh, I think it's going to ultimately be mm, ultimately going to be between outer wilds and disco Elysium. That's at least what I've been hearing the most ranting and raving about and praise about from an indie any game standpoint. Um, so it's good that this game kind of has its own um, category for for these standout titles and given uh, these studios the proper recognition uh, they definitely deserve. Um, I think Outer Wilds will win it from what I've heard, but then again, Disco Elysium is just as good. I don't know if Disco Elysium might have that that fresh fresh in your head advantage compared to Auto Worlds, which came out I think uh, around the summer this year. Uh, but hard to say. Uh, probably a close third will probably be entitled Goose Game, even though it's more of a meme um, surgeon simulator type game, if you will. That's kind of more dependent on the the player of the game more so than the game itself, even though the game itself I hear is a, a delight, even though it's pretty short and, you know, uh, takeable, takeable. That's, that's, oh, let's go with that. I might have to try that out at some point, probably, probably maybe soon, sooner than later, uh, games for impact. I guess this, it's kind of unclear what this category is for is the, the I guess the, rulings of this category to be considered for this category but i guess uh games that you know explore int- not interesting but not even controversial but awareness of you know real world things i guess that's at least the most i can interpret from this category and for that you have concrete genie uh gris kind worlds life is strange 2 and see a solitude. So, um, I don't know what I would pick. I only, I just based off of just straight up familiarity, I'd have to give it to life is strange too. Cause that's just, uh, the title I recognize the most out of these. Um, but outside of that, I really wouldn't have any say. So I don't think you have to judge for every, every category. I just recalled that. Um, not that I would just falsely judge, I'm sure people would do that though. Best ongoing game, uh, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Um, I'd have to give it to you because considering this this category, I think your um, determining factor of the winner is just the greatest improvement uh, from year to year and uh, being able to consistently improve upon the game in a respectable manner or um, community outcry, if you will, depending on the game um, for 
from year to year. Um, and based off that specifically, uh, I just have to give it to apex legends in general. That's probably the game I played the most out of this. Um, overall, uh, I hope Fortnite doesn't win. Um, that game is so damn oversaturated. It does not deserve any, any more attention. Just, just stop it Fortnite. Just stop it. Kind of a shame overwatch isn't in here, but I guess, uh, ultimately it just was ruled out, you know? True, true that, true that Morris, true that man. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, best independent game, uh, Baba is you, Disco Elysium, Katana Zero, Outer Wilds, and a title goose game. Um, so I guess this is a second chance compared to games, uh, fresh indie game studio, but yet again, another opportunity to uh, kind of spread the love for some of the indie game people, which is a good thing to see in my opinion, I think. Um, probably out of these uh, that I would pick probably would be, uh, but I technically haven't played any of these games, at least who I think will win. Um, yeah, again, it would ultimately, I think be down in Disco Elysium and Outer Wilds. Um, yeah, it's going to be between those. I think Outer Wilds will uh, slip in the wind there, but I don't know. I think they're going to spread it out evenly. So like Outer Wilds is probably going to get best indie game or and Disco Elysium is probably going to get fresh indie game studio or vice versa. I would I would assume um, unless it's just that still of a game. Who knows? Uh, then we got best mobile game, a call of duty, mobile grindstone, cyanora, wild hearts, sky, children of the light. And what the golf, um, uh, one, one, uh, surprising omission that I'm very surprised that isn't in here is uh Teppin. Uh, I've heard, uh, from at least the FGC community and just overall the game itself. I think this game definitely deserves to be in here. Um, at least from what I played, I didn't play too much, but, um, if I had more time, I'd find myself playing that way more. Um, but out of the mentioned titles here, I'd probably definitely would go with call of duty, marble, uh, marble <laughs> call of duty, marble coming to a store near you, uh, call of duty mobile because man, I am just thoroughly surprised by how well that game implemented on a phone. Um, whoever made this game, well, obviously Timmy studios slash Activision give them, they, they deserve some, some good credit, uh, for, uh, just the implementation of this game to the mobile platform, especially as someone who plays call of duty, mainly on the console or always on console. Um, this is actually a pretty worthwhile, um, a game to play on mobile. I'd say I thoroughly had a great time with it when I, yeah, was inconvenienced and just had some time to burn. I was like, you know what? Let me, uh, try call of duty mobile. See what this game's about. It's kind of like the greatest hits of call of duty, which man, if that, if they actually one year just decide to do that, just call of duty, uh, some call of duty, you know, generations or something, that'd be a pretty dope game playing all the best maps out of, all the studios from um, Infinity Ward and Act uh, Treyarch, um, well, not not Sledgehammer anymore, but um, just the classic tried and true maps, and then you know some of the characters and weapons. Ugh, that's 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 gonna happen at some point and when things get get low on Call of Duty and like interest just wanes at some point. That's definitely a pretty good safe uh, in case of emergency break class. Um, 
solution, I'd say. Um, kind of the spike spike interest back up if if that were to were to be lost. So that would be my pick. Uh out of who I guess will win, I'm guessing Sayonara Wild Hearts will probably take it ultimately. I've I've hear I've heard a lot of people ran and raving about about that uh, in particular out of everything. But personally I would go with Call of Duty Mobile. Um best community support. So I'm assuming the 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 grading scale for this is just um response uh to community outcry of particular aspects of said game. Um and for that category we have Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Um out of these I, 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 these, I don't feel these are great examples necessarily in terms of some drastic stuff that happened that, oh, I guess maybe I'm just, that would speak to me being out of the loop of these games in general, really. But I, I, I feel like I want to really give it to rainbow six siege. I just feel like the support for that game has been immense and incredible in terms of just their patching and support of the game and pretty much all of what that kind of entails. So I, I personally really want to give it the rainbow six siege because at least from what I've seen, that seems to be the game that's kind of given the most, um, positive kind of, uh, feedback and, uh, implementation from what I've noticed at least probably second would maybe be apex legends and i guess destiny 2 as well to some extent but oh bethesda no no <laughs> so i just put put that as a troll uh troll uh vote like you know <laughs> why is there twenty thousand votes for bethesda that just doesn't add up isn't it did uh fallout 76 they do something to fallout 76 that that quick oh man that turnaround i don't know how that worked <laughs> Uh, for best VR AR game, um, Asgard's Wrath, uh, Blood and Truth, Beat Saber, No Man's Sky, and Trover Saves the Universe. Personally, uh, at least from the games that I found interesting, at least that I have yet to play, I have not jumped on the VR bandwagon yet. Um, probably be Blood and Truth. Uh, that seemed like a game I definitely would play if I had VR. Um, I played Beat Saber. Beat Saber was pretty fun. Um, uh, Trover saves the universe. That seems a game that'd be up my alley as well. But overall, I personally would give it the blood of truth just based off the game. I would play out of these, but as to what will win, probably beat saber. That seems to be the most popular out of this selection. Maybe what no man's sky being under there, but I would assume probably beat saber, maybe beat saber, blood, blood and truth. At least that will be my assumed pick. So cool, cool. Those are all the nominees for uh, the game awards. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'll uh, I'm planning to be there. At least I did get my ticket um, since I am in the area. So that's going to be a pretty good time. If I ever get every <laughs> if uh, Jeff Keeley want to um, get me to present one of the awards. I mean, you know, just put me out there. I'm just, I'm just saying, if you see this, Jeff, just, if you need somebody, if you need like a third string, <laughs> somebody don't show up. Some of the, some of the superstars don't show up. I'm just saying, you know, I'll, uh, if I have to, okay. 
if I ultimately have to. I don't want to, but uh, if I must, I guess. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, looks like apparently some patents for the PlayStation Five controller uh, are out. Um, I'm surprised there isn't much more control, but from what it looks like, it looks like just a wider version of the DualShock four. Um, at least it looks like there is a touchpad or the touchpad is coming back, which is, I think a lot of people were surprised by since it's like <laughs> just been a glorified map button at this point. Um, what seems to be noticeably missing is the uh, light bar or touch bar, if you will. Um, at least from the uh, second revision of the PlayStation 4's design, it seems like uh, where you can see the light bar at the top, um, that aspect of the design at least is not there. Maybe at the top it is still, but from what these uh, diagrams show, it looks like it is uh, not in. So I do like the look of it though. It looks more heftier, more um, ergonomic. And like, I guess, at least for, for a guy with big hands, big, big hand friendly, which I don't have an issue with, but at the same time, it's not overbearing, um, for, you know, standard size hands, I guess. So overall, yeah, it's cool. I just wish they, uh, maybe give you an option for an elite version or maybe come with an elite version down the line. That would be great. Um, I could see myself swapping them sticks out. Uh, which I did for the PS4 controllers with the Xbox One controllers because I just like the feel and um, texture of the Xbox One sticks over the PS4 sticks. But um, yeah, outside of that, I'm I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, the touchpad seems to be much wider than it is on the PS4 as well. I'm not sure what the what the uh, reasoning was there. And then you do have the speaker which uh, was utilized in a fair amount of games too. Um, there's this weird new uh, notch below the PS button. I'm not sure what that is. There are some details, uh, smaller sticks. So I guess apparently the, the thumbsticks are smaller than the DualShock 4, which maybe that might make it more comfortable for somebody like me, but it's hard to say. A USB port and larger triggers. I think it said that it had USB-C as well, I want to say. But that doesn't seem to be confirmed yet. Well, since it's only just the patent, they don't give you all the hardcore details, really, I guess. But overall, that's fine. I'm cool with it. Um, I, I doubt it, especially with it, um, with the PS5 being confirmed to be backwards compatible. Um, it would make sense for it for its form factor to be pretty close in line with the DualShock um, 4. And then again, most of the um, console iterations of, of PlayStation, uh, well, of the PlayStation uh, didn't deviate too drastically from his design generation to generation, really. Probably the biggest jump will probably be, yeah, PS3 to PS4 from a controller design standpoint, that's technically the biggest notable design change really. But after that, I mean, if they ain't broke, don't fix it really. D pad is pretty decent, has been pretty decent. I'm okay with it. If it actually is 
to be what it looks like. But I guess that's kind of TBD, aka to be determined. So next topic of discussion, um, the <laughs> I don't even know what you call him at this point. This dude is just like a private eye investigator uh, incarnate, <laughs> uh, aka Jason Schreier. Um, uh, he he drops some some of them deets as he always does uh, in terms of uh, plans, um, specifically with Bioware. Um, get got some good details. So apparently, for you know the, uh, I guess it necessarily it was, I guess it was somewhat of a critical failure, um, to some extent really. But then at least for more for a. Then not even a commercial failure, really. I think I believe Anthem sold pretty well overall, but uh, from a general retention standpoint, uh, Anthem, which uh, has not been in most gamers good graces, I'd say that's a pretty safe assumption. Um, Apparently, uh, they are planning a complete overhaul for Anthem to, uh, you know, I apparently get it in a gamer's good graces again, uh, since a lot of people were, I believe a lot of people didn't really like the, the loop of the game. There were some aspects of the game that were very, uh, just annoying, like, uh, you know, artificially, um, making the game longer in terms of their loot systems and things like that. At least what I, what I've heard. Um, I never got, got the game. I was suspicious about it. And I guess lo and behold, that evidently, came to be so um i could see it uh yeah it's a game it seems like a game that could turn around with enough support um and you know obviously at the end of the day if if the game proves to be legitimate and fun to play uh with the implementations they make um it would only make sense for it to kind of pick traction and you know hey hey guys this game is actually pretty good let's play it again and then you know everybody uh, I guess eventually comes back on at some point. I don't know, but, um, yeah, I'm very interested to see how this comes to be. Uh, this would be one of the very few games that kind of comes, comes back from, you know, uh, just, uh, uh, stigma of not being that great of a game. Cause I can't even think of one that necessarily necessarily is, um, that was horrible and got recovered and had a great resurgence. I know it's something that I'm not thinking of right now that had like a really bad start and then somewhat, um, kind of came through it and actually was uh, legitimate, legitimately good. I guess technically Fortnite would be that cause I know it did start out as, as a, um, a tower defense game. And then, yeah, then they were like, Oh man, this is not going good. Let's, Oh, a battle royale. <laughs> that, that's clearly what they said when they was when they was having uh meetings. They're like, uh, it's not good. Battle royale. They just <laughs> just somebody blurted it out. Like, okay, all right. And then yeah, um, clearly that was a good decision for them. So, but that's that. That's like a light uh striking a lightning in a bottle type thing. I don't think you can replicate that that easily. Um, I think Rainbow Six Siege to some extent. Yeah, I don't think it had the greatest it had the greatest uh initial success, but definitely as time passed, I think it did pick up a lot of steam too. But if anything, it is possible, but uh I don't know. It just seems to be 
a lot of adversity to overcome to kind of reach that success. But I uh, definitely wish or, you know, wish the best for, you know, Bioware that that it does come to be. So if said rumors are true, uh, then next on the list is uh, in line with Bioware news. Apparently a new Mass Effect is in early development uh, at Bioware as well. Um, a keyword new Mass Effect game in very early development um, under director Mike Gable, uh, a longtime Bioware producer, uh, according to Jason Schreier. So, okay. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, it had the stigma of Mass Effect Andromeda, which ugh, I'm luckily dodged that bullet too. I have played the the mainline uh, Mass Effect games one through three or original trilogy. Um, so hopefully it it probably I'm pretty sure this one this title is probably gonna disavow all knowledge of Andromeda, uh, considering how hard of a flop it it, it was. So. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see if this actually is or comes to be what it is actually, or if it's going to actually try to attempt to continue the Andromeda, uh, story, which probably a lot of people skipped because of the reception of the game. So that's going to be a sight to behold. If anything, we'll see. Um, next on the list, uh, Phil Spencer, uh, at least in line with, uh, the greatness that was XO 19, which was surprisingly pretty good from a, you know, announcement standpoint for a lot of delightful surprises, not something like just crazy. Like, are you insane right now? But legitimate, like, okay. All right, Phil. Okay. Yakuza. All right, Phil. Okay. The kingdom heart. Okay. Phil. All right. Uh, Oh, final fantasy. You say, okay. All right. You pull out the big guns. Aren't you, sir? Okay. <laughs> all right. I see you out here, Phil. Um, so in line with acquiring all the studios, uh, you know, uh, like the, from the announcement at E3, I want to say two years ago, Phil is still looking for more people. (laughs) Phil Spencer is like, (laughs) is the Nick Fury, (laughs) the Nick Fury of Xbox. Like, Hey, Hey, uh, Capcom platinum games. I want you to join the Xbox initiative. If you, uh, if you dare, if you dare to save our, our, (laughs) save our, our drowning console, I can't say that Xbox necessarily isn't drowning. It's definitely lost out of the console war between PlayStation for sure. But I think it's legitimately sustaining itself and gaining traction on its feet, especially with game pass. And boy, man, if you're on a fence, I'm going to say it again. If you're on a fence with game pass, uh, what these past, what few months, if XO 19 didn't sell you on game pass, I don't know what will. Cause man, it is a lot of fire and heat coming for game pass. That is, that is going to be a serious threat, um, in terms of what play PS, uh, PS now, if, if Sony don't get to act together and, and work on a uh, plan, make that more legitimate, sustainable, what have you. So, um, but yeah, uh, particularly uh, in terms of the studios he's looking for, uh, especially in Asia. So um, any, uh, you know, any Asian companies, uh, you know, give Phil that ring. I don't know why I <laughs> feel like I'm a conduit for Phil or something like I know Phil like that. Like, hey, Phil, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm yeah, like <laughs> Phil asked me to tell y'all on the podcast, like, hey, uh, you know, if anybody looking for some games to make for Phil exclusively, get that Xbox money. Just let me know. 
I'll uh, put in a good word for you. <laughs> I'll give you a recommendation. Um, that is far from the case. <laughs> Very far from the case, but I digress. Uh, in line with that, uh, the Sonic movie uh, redesign, which I totally forgot to mention last last episode, um, apparently cost five million to do the whole redesigns for the for the character um, for the new trailer that came out that did show the redesign of Sonic character. I will have to say the changes were were very worth it, and I think in the long run will definitely recoup probably the lost money. Um, just churning that movie out. Maybe it probably would have made a profit still, but maybe not as much as if it, as if it's going to, I think now. And I think I really, really love the message this sends um, to uh, fans of Sonic, you know, in terms of just like, oh boy, yet another game, uh, game series they're going to ruin in movie form for fans of people, fans of the movie or fans of the series who obviously are the, probably I'd say arguably the biggest um, demographic for this movie. I mean, obviously you have just general maybe loose fans who are familiar with Sonic and maybe somewhat remotely interested, like maybe to take their kids to the movie to see it or something like that. But still, I think the key demographic you're mainly pointing or looking to get are uh, people who played Sonic like on the uh, back in the day on the Genesis and whatnot. So Ah, uh, that, uh, that's a big, that's a big costly, uh, I don't even know what to say. It's a, it's a big detriment of cost, but I mean, at the same time, the ends kind of justified the means cause I'd rather have this than, uh, this new redesign than, uh, boy, just creepy, creepy, weird, ugly, fugly Sonic. I, I, I take that any day. Uh, the design looks way better. The attention to detail uh, to, you know, some of his tendencies from the game, uh, like little Easter eggs here and there. Overall, I'd say night and day um, changes made for that for this movie, which I, are definitely worthwhile. This is one great example of um, really, yeah, responding to uh, community feedback and actually taking it, um, you know, legitimately um from a reasonable standpoint so big ups to the director of uh the sonic movie let me pull his name up because i forgot but i i know i i gave him uh a lot of credit when he um when he uh announced on twitter that he was gonna do it um sonic movie director what is his name? Jeff Fowler? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Jeff Fowler. Yep, Jeff Fowler. You, sir, are a man of the people, Jeff Fowler. I want you to know that right now. If you ever happen to hear this podcast for whatever weird reason, I just want you to know, Jeff Fowler, I love you. And uh, I know you're not going to let Sonic down. Also, big ups to the uh, actually the designer for Sonic. I forgot who that person is. Um, that person of all people definitely deserves credit. Um, what is their name? Redesign. And that's going to be, that's kind of a, an injustice. 
of uh, not giving that person credit because he did some impeccable, impeccable work redesigning that, um, redesigning Sonic. You know, um, damn it. That is a shame. They don't, they need to, they really need to acknowledge that. I will. But I, I saw him on Twitter somewhere, but maybe it's Tyson, Tyson Hesse. Uh, no, I think he, this person designed some of the animated Sonic stuff, but yeah, man, whoever you are that redesigned Sonic, man, you deserve all the cookies and cream, pineapples and cherries and hop in the world. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to kill you, but whatever you prefer, whatever gives you the most joy within legal, <laughs> legal reason, uh, you deserve the most man. Cause you saved Sonic this, this, whoever this person was saved Sonic hands down goodness doing God's work, sir. That's what you're doing. You're doing God's work. Hope you know that. Okay. So I think that's all the news I wanted to cover this week. Let's get into some of that game discussion. So pretty much all of this week, um, it's been taking up most of my life <laughs> is Death Stranding. Um, finally, uh, beat it just yesterday, actually. Um, and man, uh, I'm not going to get into spoiler territory. I'm just going to roughly talk about just my generalizations of the game after beating it. It was, it was a great experience. Um, uh, at least I was 50, 55 hours. Uh, at least for me, it took, I know I did a couple of side stuff, but it just felt like just to be just, just felt the same to me. So I just stopped and I just had my bots do all the work for me. Um, but from what, what I played, it was, it was good. It was good. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't like excellent, uh, consistently. Um, there was some, definitely some great high points, but overall I'd say it was a good game. Um, would I immediately play it again? Probably not. Um, maybe if there was some cool worthwhile DLC or, you know, new game plus stuff, but it doesn't seem like that's even the case. Um, yeah, it was just like, it was a good experience that I, I am glad I got to experience and play just to see a new take on a new type of game genre, which at least from the, the, the main game loop of, you know, deliver said item from point A to point B, uh, with, you know, some kind of interference in between that at various points in the game is pretty decent loop. Uh, I did find myself enjoying it, getting fulfillment, <laughs> fulfillment. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I'm a, that was a pun that was intended. Get some fulfillment, uh, out of it. So, I mean, um, yeah, man, it was a, it was a worthwhile experience. I am glad I did play it and experience it to kind of get my own impressions of the game considering how, what's the word, how, how, uh, just controversial this game has been for most people, which I totally understand, um, playing it and, you know, finally being in now and reflect on my experience from playing the game. 
I do have to say I my my mood did change from when I initially started playing the game. I was like very I was very invested. I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. Like, uh, yeah, I'm loving it. And 20, 30 hours in and then a little bit after that, it was like stuff started getting on my nerves, especially the damn BTs. When you get the damn cutscene, like for the umpteenth time, boy, I just wanted to shoot myself in the head so damn bad because, uh, yeah, those segments are very annoying. It just it seems like it just uh, it, after the 30 hour mark, it just seemed like an intentional um, device to just slow you down, just to slow you down and make you I don't know just make you just slow down really didn't seem to feel like it had any significance to it you know that was probably my biggest gripe it's just the bts as an enemy as a whole it was really cool the first couple times and then after that it just got old real quick just old and annoying uh real quick real real uh real fast um but outside of that, I did like everything else. The, the the mule enemies were fun to fight and, you know, deal with, um, you know, just uh, it did kind of remind you of traditional Metal Gear uh, solid gameplay with, you know, fighting uh, soldiers and stuff and knocking them out and things like that. So all that all that was cool. It just uh, just thinking about it more. I just wish the game the game could have cut a lot of more fat out of it, I think, to make a much more concise and more enjoyable experience that didn't feel like it dragged uh, more than I personally would have liked. Um, it was just a lot of weird um, artificial. Yeah, just a lot of weird points where it just felt like artificially lengthening the game unnecessarily for you, which I didn't personally agree with. It just, uh, I don't know. It just didn't resonate with me like uh, I wanted it to or maybe um, how I was expecting it to because it's just like, it's hard to explain, but it just, um, yeah, man. It's just like at, at certain points in the game, it'll just have you go like a in, insane amount of distance from one point, from point A to point B just for no necessarily apparent reason, even though I guess technically there is a story purpose for it. But at the same time, I was like, at the end of the day, it's like, you can only, it's hard to not see it as just like, okay, you're just artificially making me, uh, making some plot device for me to go from point A to point B for a very extended period. Um, which personally I didn't enjoy too much at those particular moments, but obviously, with just the the greatness and greatness of graphics this game has and contains it it uh it did occupy me pretty well in terms of just being able to bask in all the great environments and you know nature and absorbing it all in was obvious uh for me definitely a, a great aspect of the game that did help um traversing like a long trek between two point A and point B uh much more um I guess sustainable. So, um, yeah. And then from a story standpoint, I did like the ending. I did like how everything ended. Um, I know that's always a big, that's always an important part of a game. I'd say in terms of just how, how the game ends, it's, it's been a lot of bad ones, a lot of good ones, but I think for death stranding, I did like how it ended. Uh, it was just a lot. I, I again, kind of 
referring back to the length, it was just a lot of just dick teasing, really. I, that, that's the best way to describe it, where, you know, <laughs> it's like somebody just, just messing with you like, oh, 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 you thought I was done, didn't you? Oh, you saw me roll the credits, huh? Well, mm, nope, nope, we're not done yet. Like, ugh, come on, because I, I ain't going to lie. I was at a point where like, ugh, I got all these other games I want to play. I, I got to that point where like, are we done yet? And and then, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, we're done. And then, like, you know, I was about to, or it was around my bedtime. I'm like, okay, this is this is not. I'm not gonna end it tonight. Okay, all right, I just gave up because, you know, it it, it 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 there are you know, uh, Kojima's famous uh, super duper long cutscenes that are just ridiculously long. And I'm like, okay, all right, this is this is getting a little uncomfortably long. I'm not sure if. This is, should I get some popcorn real quick before I watch all this or whatever? But it was worth it reflecting on it ultimately. But I will say if this wasn't, if this was not a Hideo Kojima game made with this same design, which is, I guess, kind of um, redundant or kind of irrelevant, really, because it, <laughs> I don't think this game would be possible without a uh, person like Hideo Kojima anyway, but either way, it's like, I, mm, I would not, I don't think I'd stick with it as long as I did. Um, considering just the, the, you know, uh, history that Hideo Kojima has, has established with his previous games as well. So, I mean, it is hard to say, but I'd say overall for people maybe on the fence about it, I'd say if anything, just try it out to get your own sense and feel if you like it or not. I think this is that type of game that is like definitely uh, if you got a red box nearby or something, just try it first before committing to it because it is a very different game than a lot of other ones out there for sure that, uh, you know, some people will you know, gladly accept some people will just, uh, immediately refuse. Like this is some, this is some bullshit. I got to walk these damn mountains. Uh, I got to climb on stuff. This is not my type of game. Not at all. You, you mean to tell me this is Amazon 2019 simulator. Oh, oh no, no, I'm not good with this. No, this is trash. (laughs) Let me throw this away right now. So, uh, but yeah, I, at least from the main general basic, superficial standpoint, I will say this is basically uh, a delivery simulator. That's somewhat of a safe uh, assertion to make, even though I I do kind of somewhat slightly disagree with that, but I digress. But I mean, if you want to be that superficial about it, yeah, you could say this is Amazon, (laughs) uh, Amazon UPS FedEx delivery simulator 2019. Um, that's, uh, I, and I just hate just how superficial that is because it's much more than that. That's probably my gripe with it. It's much more than that. I feel, um, you know, much more content with that game overall. So overall, that's my impressions, uh, views of the game after actually finally beating it now. Um, but yeah, definitely glad I did play it and experience it and, you know, get a better understanding of what the game actually is considering all the mystery and spectacle around this game and what this game actually is. Um, yeah. I, one thing too, I do do wish it did wish it had more, uh, of Kojima's touch in terms like, you know, various, uh, Easter eggs and, you know, just 
the abundance of Easter eggs and secrets that, you know, you would find in a typical Metal Gear game. Uh, you don't necessarily find as much in there. Of course, there is a fair amount, a reasonable amount in, in, in the game, but uh, didn't feel as much as, uh, I guess, kind of blatantly obvious as well as super, super duper hidden at the same time. So um, overall, I don't know. I don't know. It was a it was a great experience, though. I definitely thoroughly enjoyed it. So, yeah, those are my thoughts on Death Strand. That's pretty much <laughs> pretty much all I played really this week. Uh, I played freaking like methodically and <laughs> from a very focused standpoint. Um, but yeah, 55 hours. Um, but uh, vary your mileage may vary depending on if you do some of the size stuff and uh, things like that. But I'm up here. The general play time, if you just critical path, the game is like 45. But again, your mileage may vary. So moving into, um, I guess, off topic stuff, if you will. Um, got around to seeing the Mandalorian. So, you know, uh, with uh, Disney Plus, uh, and you know, everybody, everybody splitting up to nail <laughs> to their own IPs and own services that they want you to give money to. Um, I was like, you know what, let me, let me try this out. Okay. Let me, let me see what this is about. Um, and yeah, overall for at least specifically the Mandalorian, it was pretty great. Um, at least the first two episodes, not going to not going to spoil it, but uh, some very interesting surprises in terms of just, uh, you know, especially if you're a fan of Star Wars, which I consider myself a moderate fan. I'm not like a hardcore fan or go out of my way to, um, you know, uh, see a lot of Star Wars related stuff. Like I do see myself um, seeing the um, Rise of the Skywalker movie when that comes out. And um, obviously I did uh, get what's the game Star Wars Fallen Order, which I plan to possibly play next. I'm still debating on what I do want to pick up next. Probably is going to be that most likely, but yeah. So, I mean, um, episodes are great. Uh, man, this damn robot though. God, that one scene, uh, I forgot. I think it's episode one, uh, that robot. He don't care. He is, he is just, (laughs) well, I guess he's just a robot. He's calculated and like, you know what? Hey, he's just, he's just very analytical. If this is this, then this is this, that's it. It's no, no in between. Uh, I, it's something to just something about that. that always fascinates me that just somebody who could be just so purely analytical and, you know, not have any inch of emotion <laughs> and just looks at things from just a very purely, you know, analytical standpoint, really, which is, uh, I always found fascinating, but just him as a character, uh, with the damn guns. I'm not trying to spoil stuff, but uh, he was great. He was very great. I really hope we see more of him. It seems like from the promotional stuff that they do show a lot more of him or he uh, reoccurs in a lot of instances. So, uh, but yeah, I am interested. I have a trial and I'm like, uh, I'm not sure if I want to commit, but I was like, uh, okay. And man, Disney plus is, is, is playing it smart now with uh their modeling they're not like netflix where you know you uh can just straight binge the binge the whole sh- uh series or or uh season and uh you know one sitting uh they they intentionally staggered out 
which I believe for the Mandalorian specifically, it comes out every Friday. So um, I was like, okay, y'all smart, y'all, uh, <laughs> y'all, uh, y'all, y'all not, y'all not liking, liking the. Um, well, who do you call those people? I guess you wouldn't really call them anything necessarily, but you know, people who just want to just get get that out of their system and then just be done with the service, I guess. So it's fine, it's okay. Um, I did find myself uh, just trying to explore the library and say, like, okay, all right, Disney, what do you got then? All right, you got Marvel, you got Star Wars, you got what you did Disney Channel uh, original shows, and I'm trying to think of anything else. I mean, obviously, you know, the Disney uh, movies and stuff like that. So I was like, I was legitimately impressed by the uh, selection, uh, at least for the Marvel movies. That's probably my biggest interest in terms of Marvel, uh, you know, Marvel superhero related stuff. Um, but uh, I found what was pretty interesting. A lot of the movies were uh, still under uh, licensing with, I think, uh, presumably Netflix and maybe possibly Hulu or Amazon video to some extent. I want to say Netflix is the primary source that has a lot of their movies, I believe, which, you know, they say, hey, this movie isn't available now, but you can put it on your list. And, you know, when it does come out, you can view it or whatever. But uh, at least like some of the recent movies like uh, Avengers Endgame, Infinity War, Captain Marvel. um, I can't think of the more recent ones. Uh, are available, but some of the older ones or the n- more notable ones like uh, Black Panther, um, what comes to mind? I think Civil War was available. Um, the original Captain America, um, but I can't think of the one other ones that are omitted. I want to say Age of Ultron, that might have been exclusive still to Netflix for a while or whatever via their agreement. I forgot, but in general, just to give you an impression of that, uh, for kind of Disney plus I did find myself, uh, they had some hits out there or some, uh, um, definitely some hidden gems. I'd say I found myself uh, watching X-Men, <laughs> the original animated series, uh, from way back with like 96. Uh, that was a fun time. Cause, uh, just, just, uh, catching up on, uh, reflecting on some of the, the, I know for some reason, I think I had like the VHS of the freaking first episode that, you know, when you were a kid, you don't know any better. You'll just keep watching the same damn VHS until you break that damn thing. And, uh, man, it was just like, I, like, I remember it. It was just like a whole hit of nostalgia just got me. Um, so that was pretty cool. They had, they definitely have a lot of classics that I think a lot of people will uh, enjoy, but, Overall, it's a legitimate service, but at the same time, it's like, ugh, another damn freaking subscription service that you have to debate on if you actually going to use. And then, you know, they're going to try to, you know, oh, hey, yeah, subscribe, uh, man. Um, and please forget your subscription so we can take your money, um, you know, and hopefully you don't use it. And that's just a win win for us. So, you know, but I digress. Um, but yeah, overall, that was pretty great. I guess I'll, uh, reluctantly, um, keep the service. I don't know. I just feel like outside of the Mandalorian, I don't see myself really using it that much, maybe with viewing, uh, get some nostalgia feels with X-Men or something like that, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, outside of that, uh, caught the latest web episode of walking dead. And man, I have to tell you, 
uh, shit is getting juicy. Okay. It's been a minute since the walking dead start, uh, you know, getting some juicy, uh, uh, story arcs and boy, yeah, some stuff is picking up. Uh, shit is hitting a fan. Um, and I'm very, very curious to see how things are going to go. I believe next, this next, this upcoming, upcoming Sunday is the season finale or mid season finale. Um, and boy, yeah. Cause what happened this episode, not spoiling it. Um, man, uh, boy, uh, 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 and, and you know what, you for, for the said thing that happened in this past episode, I am, uh, I didn't, it didn't register at first. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why is he, what is this dude? Why is he in? And then, then after like, cause I like to uh, watch the, uh, talk show that kind of recaps a lot of the episode kind of process what the hell just happened. And I was like, Oh my God, what, what in the, what in the mess? I was, I was a little mad. And then, uh, I didn't see it coming actually. Uh, and man, yeah. Cause you met boy, it was played very well. The, the it'd be the people you least expect, man. That's the least, that's, that's, that's the least I'll say there. Uh, man, but yeah, it is getting good. It is getting good. Not gonna lie. I am very surprised by how they are maintaining this, uh, this show with, you know, uh, the omission of uh, a particular character not being in the series anymore. And uh, uh, I guess evidently another character that's not going to be in the series anymore, not to spoil it for people that maybe don't know already, but yeah, man, walking dead is, is hitting his stride. I'm very surprised. Uh, somebody, you know, who's, who's been moderately, um, gauge, uh, maintaining interest in the show, um, this is definitely one of the high points this season, I'd say for sure. Um, and I'm very curious. Yeah, very curious to see how it's going to play out. Ultimately, definitely for sure. Um, but yeah, outside of that, that's pretty much been all I have been up to. that I can't recall at least. Um, yeah, that's really been it. That's really been it. At least worthly or uh, notable, I guess. But. I think that will do it for this episode of Switch of Sights. Um, if you did enjoy the show, I guess whether live or uh, via podcast, feel free to um, like, rate, subscribe, or provide any constructive feedback in all, all or any of your uh, popular podcast platforms. Um, if you have any questions you'd like to submit to the show, that will be um, ideally uh, read on the show at some point, um, feel free to send a email to a switch TV at gmail.com. Um, obviously, uh, not obviously. I don't know why I keep saying obviously, cause it's not obvious. It's not apparent, but you can catch me on uh Twitch TV, uh, slash a switch, uh, live where I do these shows live, um, every Thursday, uh, ideally around, uh, seven ish, uh, which I try to keep that time, but you know, things varies and I tend to switch some stuff around if need be, but you can always at least expect me on Thursdays at some point. <laughs> That's maybe the best way to explain it. But, um, you can also catch me on youtube.com slash a switch, which I plan to, uh, at some point when I do get time to, um, flesh that channel out to some extent. 
some way, shape, or form. Uh, that's yet to be, I guess, ultimately determined. But outside of that, um, thanks for watching, watching her and or listening. And uh, until next time. Nobody's safe.